0: What will you learn on today's show? Despite the pandemic, advertisers spending more money to lure you in. We'll find out where and how they're grabbing for your wallet with our thought leader, Jason Harris, author of The Soulful Art of Persuasion. That's on today's October 8th edition of Money with Friends. Welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement in Palm Springs, California. I'm Joe Salcihi, And I'm Jason
1: Harris, uh, best-selling author of The Soulful Art of Persuasion, co-founder of the advertising agency Mechanism and you know all around uh friend of uh podcasts <laughs> with money with friends just love being on and by the way your mom has so many basements
0: she she, she just moves around man she moves I around don't
1: understand. <laughs> this is Joe, <laughs> how many basements are there there's too many
0: there's only one but it has moved from michigan to from texas to michigan to vermont to palm springs to an undisclosed location that we're going to tell people about in about a week but
1: okay exciting
0: th- this is the podcast where Jason and I are going to cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Uh, Today, we're going to tackle one from the world of advertising because we have Jason, the man in advertising here. We dive into how they affect your wallet, what you can do to invest, save and pay down debt more effectively, and if that's not enough, We're also going to share a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day and all in usually less than 20 minutes. As you just heard, Jason Harris here with us on the show. Man, I'm so happy that you decided to join us. When we stuck the $20 bill in the envelope, I wasn't sure if that was going to be enough or not to get you on, but clearly. It was plenty. Also, I got
1: coffee mugs (laughs) and I I love free swag, so I I had to do it for the coffee mugs so I could. You know, drink my money with friends. Is that, Bobby and Joe
0: present coffee mug. Is, is that how you lure the advertising guys in with cool swag with a nice logo? It is true. This is a true story that I write about in my book,
1: and I can't remember if we covered it on on your on stacking Benjamins or not. But I call it the million dollar hoodie, and I I met a guy from Ben and Jerry's at a conference, and I I really liked him, and I sent him a mechanism hoodie um, uh, like a couple days later, he wore that hoodie. He was in Vermont. They're in Burlington, Vermont, Ben and Jerry's. So yeah, you know, yeah. 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 Recently he wore that because it's cold in their office. 10 months later, they were unhappy with their agency. They looked for, they, they got a bunch of agencies to pitch their business. He looked down at his hoodie, saw the mechanism logo. He's like, Oh, this guy sent me a hoodie. I'll throw them in the mix. as a black sheep. We won the business and we've had the business for seven years. And so, coffee mugs and swag and hoodies sending sending gifts being generous uh can pay off financially uh for for your business
0: well it's interesting it you you brought that up ben and jerry's not far from where we were when mom's basement was in vermont and uh i had to sample that product three or four times to make sure it was okay yeah, i was, was good i was the lab rat for them just you're welcome america and everybody oh, else.
1: Yes, <laughs> It is the best, and they have. Uh, if you ever go there, if you're ever in Burlington, Vermont, and you go to the Ben, you can tour the facility, and they have the uh, flavor graveyard ice cream graveyard uh, up on the hill, up on the hill, and those are all the flavors that, yes. that they came out with that died. And there's so many good flavors in that graveyard.
0: They are so quirky, and which actually, you know what? That is a great kickoff to today's discussion because we're going to talk about how advertisers are getting back in your wallet now during the pandemic. Uh, Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show, though.
1: This is Julian from Rich and Regular. Just when you thought it couldn't get better. It's time for our headlines.
0: All right. Today's piece is one that uh, I found super interesting that, Jason, you brought to the table. This is from uh, TubeFilter.com, which I assume is an industry site for people in advertising. And uh, uh, yes, so TubeFilter um, is run, actually run by a few friends of
1: mine, and they are the curator of Industry news for online video and online video, as we know, everything's moved towards digital. Sure. And they cover a lot of digital content, influencer marketing. They're sort of the insider news for that sector of advertising.
0: In this particular piece, uh, written by James Hale, it's called 73% of brands are upping their influencer marketing spend. Uh, James writes, in March, when the potential scale of the COVID-19 pandemic became clear, the influencer marketing industry braced for businesses to rein in spending, but instead, Companies have begun investing more into advertisements centering creators. That's according to a new report from influencer marketing agency, Takumi, which surveyed 3,500 consumers, brands, and creators in August. Per the drum, Takumi's findings indicated 73% of businesses are putting more financial resources into influencer marketing now than they were before the, the pandemic. And Mary Keane Dawson, the gr- group uh, chief executive officer at Takumi, said the report shows that influencer marketing is a core pillar, this is her words, uh, these are her words, in a, is a core pillar of any effective brand marketing strategy. It's really interesting because you know we, we were transferring over to Westwood One about the same time, Jason, that the pandemic hit, that this stuff all, yeah. and at that time, I mean, advertising dollars, according to Westwood one, just dried up. Like I've seen their, their reports. They also yeah. report to the industry. Nobody wanted to spend any money. So it's a little surprising to me, A, to see people coming back in droves, but I don't know if it is, is it surprising to me or not? I'm not sure that the, the way that they're trying to get to you is through influencers individuals so that maybe it feels more authentic. Maybe it's hard for brands to have that authentic feel now during COVID.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, when we, from an advertising standpoint, when this whole thing started during COVID, we really um, kind of fell off a cliff in terms of uh, spending and, and marketers immediately pulled back and they feared for the worst and they stopped spending You know, almost immediately, almost everything went on hold. And we work with about 32 brands, um, ranging from Charles Schwab to Peloton uh, to, you know, Ben and Jerry's to EOS to, you know, you you name it. um, Lots of different brands. Jose Cuervo, Quilted Northern, Toilet Paper. So brands really pulled back on spending because they were so unsure of where this was all going to net out. Then slowly you know, I'd say three months post COVID or into COVID marketers started spending. But what they really started doing was shifting where they were spending money and they were shifting it from uh, TV and everything's been going, of course, this, this is obvious, but everything's been going from um, TV to digital over time. Slowly COVID sped everything up about five years. And so the jump from TV to digital and online spending just really increased dramatically. And part of that online spending was, was siphoned off for influencer marketing, not just branded content and online videos and Facebook and Instagram, um, but also for influencers and creators that could make their own content right at home. You didn't have to set up a production for it. You didn't have to go on set. You didn't have to put in all these protocols. You could literally pay an influencer or a creator amount of money to hawk a product uh, and and post it to their fans. And that, you know, shot up, um, you know, according to the report, 73 percent of brands. So th- two thirds of brands are spending more money in influencer marketing now than than prior to COVID.
0: I got about 85 questions about that. The first one is uh, th- I think your answer there implies that it's probably not going back the other way. or right. Or are you going to see it go back the other way? No, it's not going to go
1: it's not going to go back the other way. And I think, um, I think we're, I think the, the transition was underway, but it, it dramatically, uh, sped up, uh, because of, uh, usage habits and that it was already moving that way. But the, the other big change in the industry is, um, performance. And so you used to build, you know, build brands and do a mixture of conversion you know, direct response conversion and brand, building brand through softer measurements, bigger brand awareness, sort of doing the, the, the you know, we call it like the air traffic where you put the brand out there so people see it. And then there's this other line underneath that's the hardcore sales part of the funnel. And what we've seen is the air traffic. Now there's almost like you're building brand and doing direct response at the same time. Peloton's a perfect example of a brand like that, where they're building a brand while they're selling you a product. Every piece of communication has to sell a product because they're not driving you into a store. They're driving you to convert on their website to buy the product. Mm-hmm. And so this direct response type of um, advertising going to digital, also through influencers, is. The the shift that was on its way but was
0: made dramatic, and
1: turbocharged through COVID.
0: Does does that mean that we're not going to see the big long campaigns as much anymore? Then, when it comes from advertisers. Uh,
1: well, you know, we're gonna as an advertising
0: agency, we're gonna fight to do
1: both, um, and and still, I feel like there's a place to build brand and sell product. You got to do both because brands are valuable and um, you know, you've got to build a brand at the same time as, as making the sale. But one thing that will change dramatically forever is there'll still be traditional advertising. That'll still happen. You still need that. Um, There'll be more on the digital conversion side. So there'll be a mixture, but everything will be measured. So even if you're doing more traditional advertising, that's a little softer, that will be measured from, you know, measurements like brand awareness or brand affinity or brand equity. Everything is going to be measured now. And chief marketing officers jobs are on the line based on data, not on soft measurements. Like you have two years to build a brand people believe in and it's going to take time. Everything's fast. And everything's measured. And so, as an agency, we, you know we have to build in a hardcore performance uh, team that can track and measure every piece of content we put out there. Now, I was really been proliferated over over the COVID period.
0: Well, and as a guy on the end of that stick, the person that that ends up doing some of the marketing, the influencer side, like when people do a test run, especially in podcast, and they give you two episodes to have people buy. And you know, when we have a show that's six days a week, you give me two episodes, you might as well throw your money in a barrel and just burn it. Right. Because, (laughs) because, because seriously, who's going to buy. I listen to podcasts all the time. It's repetition and trust. And I can't build either one of those two things. If you give me two shots, don't get me wrong. If I believe in the brand, I'll, I'll do it. But every single time, I push back and tell tell you know the advertising agency that really doesn't care that you know what this is this is not effective. I mean maybe maybe somebody will buy, maybe somebody won't. But, but I don't want to yeah. focus on that. I actually want to spend our limited time on this. When it comes to influencers then I feel like then these are people you know, right? I mean these are people yes. that you know that you trust. Are we going to have to really be a little more wary this year then of the marketing messages that are seeping through some of these influencer campaigns? Because I feel like where a brand is really good at identifying, hey, I'm selling you this cool coffee mug, an influencer will kind of slip it into a discussion. You know, they're holding on to the really cool coffee mug while they're doing a video and hoping that you buy it. And by the way, there's a link at the end of this Instagram post where you can buy it.
1: Yeah. Well, there's there's a lot. It's 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 pretty regulated now where they have to really say this is a paid post. They have to announce it. They have to talk about it. Um, and yeah, they'll, they'll, they will slip it in. I guess, yeah, I guess in a way you have to be a little more wary. But I believe because there's such a proliferation now of two thirds of brands working with influencers to build uh, their brand and sell their product, you're also going to get the the best influencers being a little more discerning and not have to take any deal that comes their way but trying to go after deals that are right for their audience that they feel they have a connection to not just hawking brands uh to make to get rich and make a bunch of money but because there's more opportunity now for them i feel like they can be choosier um and the creators can make ads that they they care more about um but they do have a high return, you know, they are, they do have a high return because the audience, just like your audience, um, if you recommend something, they're, they're going to listen to Joe cause they've been listening to Joe for years and they realize that Joe, uh, you know, connects them with things that they care about. Cause you know, your audience and you've studied your audience and same goes for, for creators. And I think the creators that are just looking to sell out and go for a money grab, uh, will, will fade out. And I think the the ones that are doing it right will stay. And I think, uh, you know, the audience knows when they're BSing and selling something just to sell it.
0: I like that, uh, that extra layer because I'll tell, I mean, heck, you know this because you're in the industry. And I think our audience already knows this, the number of brands we say no to. It's amazing. In a week, we will say no to so many advertisers. Nope, nope, can't do that. Don't want to do that. No, no, thank you, which is a great place to be Um, because, you know, we're rolling in all this podcast money, Jason. We're just, uh, yes, piles and I'm now not... (laughs)
1: I'm I wake up <laughs> with
0: book money every day, too. It's, it's incredible. Yes. Yeah, I it's heard that. Yes, yeah. As a guy probably- that just got my own book deal, I can also verify that is a fantastic, but less than minimum wage job. Right there <laughs> yes, well.
1: there. Yes. If I, if I look at uh, three years of work and how many hours I spent, I believe I was making 75 cents an hour.
0: Wait just in just a second, Jason and I are going to have our takeaway from today's discussion about uh, marketing and influencer marketing. But first, actually, Jason made a great. I do have one more point. Sorry, if I may. Yes,
1: absolutely. Um, from the study that I found really interesting, is that um, there is this this movement and this proliferation towards using influencers and brands using influencers faster than they would have pre-COVID, um, because of the production shooting and that they have a captive audience that brands wanna tap into and that everything has to be measured. So they are effective. But what we have found um, that was in the study is that um, 83% of companies that have worked with influencers also worked with those creators or those influencers to do other advertising channels like out of home or radio or TV. And so they're also using these influencers to tap their audience on other platforms so that if you see a billboard with a famous, say, TikTok or YouTube influencer as a, and it's, it's selling your brand, they're using influencers outside of their medium, which I think is a real game changer for influencers. And, you know, you might see uh, a Money with Friends, Joe Money with Friends uh, outdoor billboard, you know, hawking... Uh, Charles Schwab, uh, you know, opening a Charles Schwab ETF. I don't know, you know.
0: You've e- got the conduit, see. Jason. Just hook me up, buddy. Just hook me up All with right. that. That'd be great. In just a second, Jason, I'll have our takeaway from today's discussion. But I actually, right now, want to hawk a product that I actually do use that I that I love. It's called Tiller Money. You know, there are a lot of ways to track your expenses and to plan your budget, but Tiller's the one I use because of the fact. Well, because of two things. Number one, it's a spreadsheet, I'm not a spreadsheet, I am a money nerd, not a spreadsheet money nerd, but I love the fact that with the template, I can make this as dumbed down as I want it. And like a lot of my friends who wanna get as many charts and graphs as possible and slice and dice their information as many different ways as possible, I wanna do it the opposite. I move very quickly, I wanna see some basic things. Tiller allows you and I both to see whatever we wanna see through the same product. We don't have to just go find a different app. It can be whatever you want it to be. You pay a small monthly subscription. That makes sure that unlike some other apps out there, you're not being marketed to all the time because of the fact that it's free. So you can optimize your financial life in Google Sheets or Microsoft Excel with fast automatic transaction imports, easy templates, a free 30-day trial to check it out. Head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for money with friends. That's tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. Jason, for our listeners, when it comes to the changing game of marketing, all this marketing in our ears, like we just heard with Tiller or on our eyeballs, what, what's the takeaway for people?
1: Um, my, you know, I, th- I think my takeaway, you know, beyond the, the stats and the idea of that article and COVID, like we talked about turbocharging everything. I think the takeaway is that in, in a world of distrust that we live in now, and a world of um, marketing and selling, people trust recommendations from their friends or people that they they feel like they they are they know and trust. And so really, influencer marketing is nothing more than a famous friend you 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 feel like you know and like recommending something. Just like a friend might recommend a Netflix show or a podcast or a TV series or a book. And you take that recommendation more seriously than you will if you go to Rotten Tomatoes or, you know, read some critics review of it. We trust the people that we trust and trust is more important in today's world than ever. And I think that's why influencer marketing is effective.
0: It's interesting you say that because my takeaway was very similar, Jason. And even as you were talking, I was thinking about Dr. Thomas. You can't sponge off my takeaway, Joe. Oh, dude, you I'm, I'm going to make you do the heavy lifting every time. Right, and fine, I'm going to say, fine. yeah, me too. But right, cool. Dr. Thomas Stanley wrote this great book called The Millionaire Next Door that a lot yeah. of people absolutely love. What That's the famous book. What a lot of people don't know is a great way for him to make more money was he actually wrote a series of books for marketers about people that want to market those millionaires and how to market to them. And what he said was that the number one way that rich people get recommendations is through referrals. It is completely, they're moving fast. They don't have time to mess around. They talk to somebody else who's successful and say, who works for you? Dr. Thomas Stanley in that book said, that is the number one way to market, is exactly what you said, Jason. Find somebody who's successful doing something, take their recommendation and move quickly so you can get onto the important thing. But he also said this, which I'm glad you mentioned this earlier as well. He said that if you're somebody marketing to affluent people, They're not fluent because they're stupid because they are fluent for a reason. You can't, because referrals feel easy to get, you can't start ripping people off. The second that you rip somebody off that referral network, that's very fast with millionaires is it's a two-way street. They're fast to tell their friends when something works. And they're also very fast to tell their friends when something sucks. And so you got to be incredibly careful. Uh, marketing. What you're talking
1: about is, is your business, my business, anyone's business, It's reputation management, right? Influencers, same way we've been talking about influencers. If they start going down a transactional, get rich fast road, they'll flame out and and burn and lose their audience. Just like we would lose. I'd lose my clients if I did the same thing um, and tried to. And if you try to take on any sponsor you didn't believe in, you lose your audience. So it's 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 the same thing. You got to play the
0: long game. I heard a rumor, Jason, that there's this fantastic book that people can get. It's oh, about persuasion yes. and soulful all in one. Like you can actually not have to sell your soul and be persuaded or persuade people to do things. Where could I find something like that?
1: Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Joe. It's the soulful art of persuasion. You can find it at any retailer if they're open. Amazon, it's all over Amazon. You can go uh, Kindle. You know, you can go audio, you can go hardcover, uh, but yeah, that, uh, that book's been, um, Doing pretty well. Got on a couple bestseller lists and uh, poured my heart and soul into that one.
0: Not only did I love, if you want to hear a longer discussion about that book and that topic, listen to my interview with Jason on Stacking Benjamins. But also you would expect this, but I love the way the book looks like, of course, of course, you're going to make the book look really good, too, because that's what one of the two of us does for a living. So nice job there as well. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm really happy with how it turned out we 'll have a link to right. that we'll have a link to that by the way at uh, moneywithfriendspodcast.com if you're walking the dog or on your commute well does anybody commute anymore if you're walking your dog out for the morning walk whatever it might be I'm Joe he's Jason we're gonna be back here tomorrow talking about ways to make these things you should do with your money seem a little sexier we're gonna maybe persuade more people to do good things with their money that's tomorrow at money with Friends. bye bye